0: What is going on everybody welcome to the gamers for life podcast where each and every friday slash saturday slash sunday discussing all things games i'm one of your hosts terrell with me is my co-host arthur thomas the Powworld world streaming uh gamer what's going on man nothing
1: much i may be in um you know a not nice shirt and some sweats because i may have been on Poweld minutes before we start recording, because I'm going to start a new base.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Sounds like you're uh, getting, sinking your teeth in pretty hard on that one. Which is yep. exciting. Uh, yeah it's really fun Mm, very cool very cool of course it wouldn't be Sunday if we didn't have church in the house what's going on man how you doing (laughs) I'm good man I'm
2: ready to give my sermon today when it comes to Suicide Squad so you know I got a whole
0: testimony (laughs) there we go here we go yeah we definitely have to talk about that it's been the talk of the town different experiences and whatnot, and um let's tell the truth today (laughs) 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 i might be an asshole today we'll see um but uh of course if you are watching this hello be sure to subscribe on the youtube channel go ahead and do it if you're a fan of games gamers if you are between the age of 20 to 40 plus uh and you want to talk about real conversations being gamers talking about the games that we like this might be the podcast for you so hit the subscribe button on the youtube channel uh of course uh, arthur does the amazing streams as well for the games uh that I'll uh, playing through as well so that's a great way to check out certain games if you're not sure what's really if, if it's a game you should play or not you can check out those streams on the same channel uh, and of course you can uh, listen to the podcast uh, on any application of your choice and i uh, uh everything else uh linktree.com forward slash gamers for life the one-stop link to all things to the show and here at uh, Gamers for Life, oh, and then by the way, YouTube is G4L Podcast. So, again, at G4L Podcast. And at the Gamers for Life Podcast, we read the news while you can watch or listen to what you choose by clicking on the links of the time code within the description of the episode so you know what's going on. You can go to where you want as far as the segments. Or you can just hang out with us here at the Game of for Life podcast to see what the state of affairs are. And speaking of the state of affairs, Sony had their state of play, the first state of play for this year. Uh, the first state of play without Jim Ryan's fucking face all over it. Uh, with, <laughs> with his grease stains. Um, and there are some pretty exciting uh silver linings i would say church did you get the chance to check out the uh the state of play i know we were all doing live stuff so not everyone got the chance to check it out yeah i had a chance to watch
2: it so okay. i got to see it yeah
0: right on right on so um well uh, this question for-
1: i was full discretion i was asked deep in power world so i have not seen anything <laughs> no <laughs> i have problem. not seen anything Yeah, i have it's been a work in power world since we last talked so i have not seen anything of the state of play, so i leave it to you guys there
0: Right on. No worries. No worries. Uh, With that being said, uh, Church, I guess, give me kind of your overall impressions. What did you think about it? I think
2: it was a solid state of play. You know, it it was very close to like a a showcase almost almost in terms of like, you know, the amount of games they kind of showed. And then we had previous state of plays. I feel like they're just either really good or really bad. Um, And this one was where it needed to be it kind of showcased what was coming in 2024 there was a big question mark when it came to playstation games this year right i I think the only thing we knew for certain was like a spider-man 2 dlc right like sony has this pattern of like one year after the first party studio game comes out they release a dlc so i'm sure that's coming like in october but it's off it started off pretty good um i mean i could go right into it i mean they showcase hell divers 2 Right, um, that's also on my draft pick uh for the fantasy critic stuff. um the game looks good, um still ex- you know excited to see how that turns out uh and it comes out I think Tuesday as well, so um, I mean, they kind of showed more off about that as well um you know, I haven't seen a lot of reviews of those games go up yet, so I'm more kind of curious to see if they get codes coming out before the release, but I, I don't know, but um, yeah. I think it was a good showing. A game that I didn't think would ever be in a Sony uh, state of play was Sonic. Um, oh, kind of, yeah. yeah, it kind of spoke to me like kind of the lack of first-party games. Now, Sonic Generations was like a good version of the game, um, and it was cool that they have Shadow into it, but I can't believe, you know, like, hey, this is what we're promoting, you know, from Sega. I didn't think we would get that. So that, that was kind of cool to see. Um, then for me, you know uh dogma 2 um fire that look, looks yeah, so bro. fucking
0: good oh my god
2: <laughs> it, it is so cool looking at that game it feels like it's monster hunter it feels like uh elder scrolls all at the same time i had not had a chance to see this deep dive that ign went into where they go into the gameplay but Everything about that game just is like that's a Josh game, you know. I was like that, that's like that is it looks magnificent. Um, just
0: to just to get just to see that frame rate, like it like that was like enticing. We're like, man, maybe I should get a PS5 because that game looks fucking gorgeous. Oh my god. Um
2: bro, it looks amazing. Come over to the dark side, bro. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um so that got me exciting. It was cool to see PSVR2 have a presence. You know, I was like, what games are coming out for that? was developing? I feel like that is like the Wild Wild West. I feel like this is like the 80s, you know, where you start making like, your you know, RPG games on the computer that's not that good. Like some game developer is going to look the at- Virtual Boy. <laughs> yeah, like from the VR back in like the early 2020s, like this was the inspiration to like Ready Player One, and, you know, 30 years from now. Um, the one game that kind of looks good, I think it was called like Legends of Leagues or League of- I think it's like- It was like the one that you're fighting skeletons.
1: uh, Legendary Tales. Legendary Tales. tales.
2: That's right. I was like, yo, this actually seems pretty cool. Like he was throwing the shield like Captain America, doing spells, beating up dead skeletons. I'm like, oh, that that actually looks like a fun VR game to play. So uh, I think it had a good showcase. I'm just glad it was a presence because I haven't heard anything about VR in such a long time. And then, you know, my heart start racing because I saw Death Stranding 2 just kind of show up, Jr. I was like, "Oh no."
1: Oh, dude, that. Oh man, <laughs> that. Oh, oh I was like, "Oh dude, no.
2: Oh no." I then I you. was like, "Oh yes."
1: <laughs> a little more context. A little more context. Jarrell just quietly dropped a mic to get Church's heart racing did. because he put in our chat of like Death Stranding news release date. And I yeah. was like, "I was Crying, laughing, looking <laughs> at that because I knew how confident fucking stands your chest. Drell's like, and Church is like, no fucking way, Destranding's coming out. Let me counterpick <laughs> that bullshit. Woo! And then Drell just picks the most, just happens to pick the most clickbait title that worked for us is Destranding to release training like game updates, but turns out it was like some mobile game or something like that. drill. right. Yeah. yeah, but I was crying, laughing on my lunch break. Of it's like, especially find the the where the fantasy cards at now, which we'll go over in a moment. My like, church is so fucked,
2: bro. <laughs> but, I but, was, yeah. I was freaking out. Like my heart was racing. I was like, damn it, I picked the wrong horse <laughs> in this race. um <laughs> But then the God state of damn, damn you, <laughs> biscuit. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I made myself laugh so hard that like ninety percent me laughing was, was 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 me was me making myself laugh because. Because Jerald ch- put this in the ch- group chat with no context, just this image, the thumbnail. It was like an Instagram post, and I just immediately, I immediately tagged Church. Like I added him. I was like,
0: "Get fucked," because <laughs> <laughs> Kojima posted it, and of course, no I caption because that's traditional mysterious. Kojima. Exactly, yep. crazy mysterious, no context Nothing. whatsoever. So I was just like, hmm, "Interesting." So screenshot through it there, and they're, and no, and they're like, "No,
1: no." <laughs> But sorry, please yeah, please go, but please go on. I'm sure church was like, fuck, you're all talking about this game release day. It's at the state of play gameplay. Oh fuck. But then turn in your favorite, but please go on.
2: Yeah, and then like what made me happy at the end was just release day, 2025. I was like, oh thank you. That's where I yelled
0: fuck out loud. I know, I know, <laughs> As I was out. working watching <laughs> the watching the stream. <laughs> watching the stream. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. Like shit. Oh, oh, bro!
2: Oh, so much relief. Um, Feels so validated <laughs> at the end of that. It was a good show.ing I mean, Kojima kills it with the trailers. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, I can't believe that's like cutscenes. Like, it looks it amazing. Even, yeah, it doesn't even look like like a video game. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. looks like the actors are actually there. Just way the motion capture. It's it looks amazing. Um, yeah. And then the character design still look cool. It's creepy. Then I remember it's a fucking walking game. It's a walking simulator. Like, what? Yeah. What are we doing here? Like <laughs> yeah. Are we? You know, doing... I'm
0: traveling. <laughs> you know, I'm
2: traveling. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and that's when they were explaining the game. Like, hey, we're going we're in another country. We're going to do the same thing we did in America. You know, con- um, connecting the towers. I'm a little yeah. bit concerned. I'm hopefully they innovated. I think at the end of Death Stranding one, they added vehicles and roads and. If they build on that mechanic, I think Death Stranding 2 can be vastly improved. Um, And then I saw some guns in it, too. So I'm like, okay, if there's a little bit more combat friendly, you know, it could bring somebody, me, back into it. But if we're, you know, I I don't know if this title is to bring in new audience, but it's definitely servicing the people that love the first game. And everything about this was, like, good news. Um, Definitely. Except for the release date. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah that yeah that made me really angry. Um, <laughs> so to, so to come over my impressions, I agree with you. I think the state of play was really solid. I was actually very there was a a lot of little nuances that I was very happy to see that was very absent from all the state of plays when Jim Ryan was in office. So one of them is kind of mending the relationship with Kojima. So so if you you know if you remember they had that interview with Kojima as far as hey I'm gonna release an espionage game coming out, you know what I mean? And it seems like I don't know if it's gonna be PS5 exclusive or PlayStation exclusive. Definitely some type of partnership is happening. And I remember there was zero conversations of partnerships when Jim Ryan was in office. So I said, Oh my god, thank you. They realized hey, we need to harness onto this. He's doing Death Stranding too. You know, we already heard about the obviously the the game at the with the Microsoft Studios. You know, let's see if uh let's see if we can do something with uh, Kojima that doesn't impede on any contracts or anything like that, right? So, I was really happy to see that cuz I was like, okay, they're they're starting to really think about like hey let's get these IPs so we don't have this identity crisis or or start to have one at all you know so I was really happy to see that I said oh shit okay because remember we had the conversation last year or what have you where we are like yo what the fuck is going on they're not treating Kojima with the respect that they should so I was happy to see that as far as for the games you know even for Silent Hill short message that game was available right when they announced that did you get the chance to download that church I have no idea how the game plays
2: yeah i downloaded, it but i spent my time playing suicide squad yet All so right i haven't had a chance to turn it on
0: so oh, okay yeah because i was like is this like it, remi- it reminded me of like an updated fatal frame or something but i was like that's cool where it's like it's available right now i know me and arthur used to talk about that for e3s and stuff as far as like man i missed like back in the day when like they'd say hey this is available now like, oh shit everyone fucking run to the console <laughs> turn it on you know Playable, so, a downloadable demo or, so-
1: or something like that yeah like be- public beta public beta server start tonight or
0: something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Something to sink your teeth into so I was really happy to see that as well. I was also very happy to see um I'll go in a little bit as far as the games, but I was really happy to see them saying when the next day to play was i don't think i've ever seen that from a state of play last year um or when jim ryan was around where it's like hey the next one will be in april i'm like oh shit okay they're getting you know they're they're starting to really organize on this you know what i mean hey look forward to this like you know, i'm like yeah why haven't they done that before because i always remember them just saying thanks for watching fuck off and they turn off the stream <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like go back to work bitches you know like i never heard anything else after that um draw the- find the email draw find the email from
1: jim ryan personally by the way we you know when the next day of play is don't you ever fucking announce it to the
0: week before <laughs> just i'll be just, like come at me bro um <laughs> give back that give back that playstation one theme ps5 bitch. <laughs> you yeah. don't deserve that, shit. <laughs> um, exactly. I,
1: love that. I, I, I love that you i love that you have not forgotten about i'll that. never
0: forget about that shit, bro oh my god what an asshole. um but uh one of the one of the coolest games that I mean, obviously, it's not going to come out this year, or maybe even next year. No idea. But Judas, the Kevin Levine Bioshock kind of inspired type game, that one looks really interesting. Um, again, at first, I thought it was like something to do with System Shock or something, but definitely a Kevin Levine Bioshock uh, type feeling game. Hell Divers looks better and better every time I see it. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've talked about my concerns with live service games, obviously, but Hell Divers looks pretty fucking fun. The more I see it, I saw that trailer was really nice to see. So I might be on board with you all to play that if you guys are available to play, you know, and then I, I don't know if it's like, is it three? Is this some three player co-op bullshit? Or? Uh,
1: I think it might. Is it? But I think it's also Sony exclusive, I think right? it's
2: four, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Really? Three or four. I, I know it's more was...
1: than
2: two. Oh, really? Um, I'm trying is to that... remember real quick. Uh, Arthur, can you do a Google real quick? Because I thought oh, it was yeah, PlayStation and PC, but I don't know if yeah. it's
0: cross plat. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know because I, know I, I got... th- because
1: I've only seen this of oh. anything around Sony. It got really? announced at a Sony showcase. We saw gameplay or something. I want to say if they're like a Sony release trailer, but uh, but I'm I'm, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Thanks YouTube for laying plat- playback speed up two times. <laughs> Huge fan. I've watched like three trailers while we've been talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good time to do it. Definitely um but yeah man oh and then also when it comes to vr you know the metro awakening i'm like oh perfect game for vr perfect game you know obviously you know i've already kind of discussed my issue my my qualms of vr it's just it's not my cup of tea just as a gamer my type of gamer specifically i'm just i'm not interested in vr but i do like that they're still promoting because like hey like stand on business like you decided to to come through and to, to say hey we're doing vr so come up with some more games so i'm glad they're still doing that and i'm glad it's not half of the fucking state of play as well so <laughs> um <laughs> so i'm happy to see that as well met the metro Awakening. I was like, okay bet that, that looks pretty dope um yeah, and then until dawn, kind of a weird one that they're reannouncing. I mean, I haven't played until dawn. I played a little bit, very little, when it came out for PlayStation Four, and I thought the game was brilliant. I thought it was a really fun horror game, uh, very smart as well, fun Who Done It, but just really captured that that sense it, it, very similar kind of tension to Alan Wake 2 actually which is kind of funny um but I'm like yeah I would absolutely play that on PC you know I'm still waiting on Ghost of Tsushima because I'm, I'm a cheap fuck I'm like let's just wait <laughs> let's just uh, my brain's like let's just wait before we buy anything else like <laughs> let's see if they're gonna do it for Tsushima because Tsushima I am balls to the wall I'm turning on my PC I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima
2: as you show that game is beautiful bro like it's, I think we were having a conversation. It's like samurai experience. That game delivers everything you want from a samurai experience. It's fantastic. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And then speaking of samurai experiences, you know, you have the Ronin game. I'll sell my fantasy card this year. Um, looks good. Looks cool. I think it'll at least be a good, uh, I mean, I don't want to call it a placeholder. It's kind of a fucked up thing to say, but I think it'll be a game that people will play and enjoy, um, and I think it'll do well uh, when it comes out. Um I didn't see anything where I was like, whoa, I think it's one of those games where you just kind of have to play it you know sometimes you have certain games where they they explain everything about it and you're like, that's fine, but I kind of want to hold the controller you know it's kind of like the guy's like showing you the game, he's playing it, and you're like, hey, can can I get the controller? No man no I'm playing
2: <laughs> <laughs> this I have some thoughts on this because i didn't I didn't um, touch it um. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that game plays. Um, nothing about it has sold me like this is going to be fun. I think right. the first showing maybe a year and a half ago, I was interested. But everything since then, like graphically, it's not impressing me, which is not a bad thing. I'm over gameplay, over graphics any day of the week. I'm a Nintendo sure. fan. But it's just like even the gameplay, fun, playing something like Ghost of Tsushima, but even Sekiro, right, um, from, from Software. It oh, just, yeah. it, it seems like a version of Sekiro with, especially with the grappling hook, the enemy types and the counters. I'm like, you know, there may be a, vet, a better version of this game that already exists from, from software, but um, maybe there's something from the Rise of the Ronin that they do something unique that just like, now nah, it's, it's similar, but there's small variation brings it into a different realm. So uh, I kind of want to test that out,
0: you know that's a really good point um because i remember when they first announced it the original trailer i thought it was like tenshu i'm like oh shit they bring it right. back tenshu for real you know it's like oh it's rolling something something all right, right. so <laughs> so yeah. yeah
2: i i will go ahead uh, no i was like and sekiro is a spiritual successor to tenshu <laughs> mm, <well, laughs> yeah the stealth yeah. mechanics <laughs> yeah it's <Yeah>. kind
0: of <laughs> that's kind of more pressure on on ronin that's like, okay what the fuck are you how are you gonna be different i need so? low scores baby <laughs> no <laughs> no more low scores <laughs> i i, I I would have been using all my bidding money this year. I know it. I'm like, God damn it.
1: (laughs) I'm looking at the trailer. Now Um, this horse rides super fast at double the speed, Um, but the combat it's not one for one, but I, I would hope they expand. This is just me. I hope they expand or like took notes. Like one of the few notes they should have taken from for honor i know that's a random game to pull out left field but for honors melee combat that countering parry system is like hard to you know hard you know hard to master but if you can minimally learn it i'm hearing nothing but great things i see people play it that's one of the many games on my game pass like wish list um because yeah there's a pv online they're online to like uh thing I'm not going to touch but that campaign I want to play but also in terms of a gameplay for someone like me that kind of into a from software game like Sekiro or you know um uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a con- is a console exclusive, Sony exclusive so I can't play that but in terms of a a really good samurai combat game that I can play as an Xbox as an Xbox customer um for honor taps that and i'm looking at this and there's definitely more like mythology and fantasy around it but um i'm i'm hoping like again because you know we, we we use other games to describe games it's like it's like what if Sy- uh, secret uh, i can't i'm already lost it die twice secure yeah,
0: secure yeah
1: it's like secret die twice is like mixed with assassin's creed sorta because the immediate clip of a zip of a grappling hook to like an eagle hawk you know uh you know a uh, glider thing i'm like okay it, it just again you know a, a grappling hook to stealthily running a rooftop i'm like i've seen someone do this before i think his name was Ezio. <laughs> so, so but again it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing that you know kind of like like we like i call it drill when we were originally talking about assassin's creed running out of
0: eras and locations so i'm like well they might do samurai next
1: so this game might just beat them to it
0: I think you make a good point about the combat. I've heard other uh, concerns about the combat, too, as far as how it plays... Um, based on like that uh, initial gameplay. I really feel like the combat is gonna be uh, Whether or not the game succeeds or not because we you know, we just talked about the graphics the graphics look fine It's not groundbreaking to church's point, you know, Arthur talking about as far as like hey Like we've seen certain types of combat before some people might do it better time out for honor if they can have really fluid combat with the weapons and everything um, I think that can be the The main reason why people are like, okay, yeah, I I fuck with this. Like, let's, let's go. So leaning um, more into like, more of like a
2: devil may cry type of combat where it's just, it's gamey, right? Mm -hmm. It like, you just, it doesn't make sense. You can fly and the horses magically appears underneath you, but it does because it's a video game where we can do it. So that's what's cool. So if I could switch between weapons, just on the fly and do combos, I think that might bring it to like another level, you know? That's
1: yeah. Basing a game in reality. When you're finding a demon the size of a house, it's like, oh, could, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know <what> I mean, <laughs> so so those are again those are decisions of how much again quote unquote reality you want to do this in, you know. But again, you're like, you know, he was saying of like, oh, my horse just appears because of magic. So, but yeah, um it looks it looks good. um Plus, I like the era. I think we haven't seen a game like this in that era where you know that. You know like this you know the samurai historical run, you know samurai were becoming you know out you know outdated industrial revolution has taken place so because originally when you know when you when it, i think you that picked it on your on your card i've never heard of it was like ronin i'm like cool we're getting like you know like a samurai game and I, I i looked at this like oh shit there's like buildings and you know fucking shit oh, okay we're getting that like you know that kind of you know i feel like watching i feel like watching the last samurai
0: starring tom cruise <laughs> Sake! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Yeah, man, so... All, over, all, all in all, I thought it was a solid state of play. I'm excited uh, for the next one. I do like the little signs that they're, they're providing to me as far as, like, really giving a fuck about the games, really trying to get these important IPs together. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see for the next one. For someone who, who is, you know, I've stood on business saying, I'm not buying a place you think is fuck Jim Ryan, and I'll give a fuck what's going on. Uh, it's, this is very interesting. So, um, we will see what happens if that has
1: gone he can't hurt you <laughs> um <laughs> I, I i do i do have a few things as i can happen like speaking with the trailers i have one question for a church um this is there really a specific minimal every time i see this game i can't not think of splatoon foam stars yeah what's what, what's um, your thoughts yeah. on that every again just every time i see it i know there's another game that may or may not be super crazy similar to another nintendo game but the foam stars it's just i can't not see uh, a quote-unquote human Splatoon, Splatoon game every single time.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's interesting. It, it, your first impressions, it does look like a Splatoon clone, and I think they're kind of going for that. It, it doesn't play like the objective base. It doesn't play like a Splatoon. Well, the Splatoon is not much as about PvP in terms of killing your opponent. It's more just like surface area with paint. Um, what's really cool about Foam, star, uh, foam Stars is, is that not only can you cover the area with foam and you use it to you know, ride ac- across it quickly, you can actually build on top of it. So you can actually create terrain mm. on the field, which gives it more of like a combat incentive to get like a higher ground. And that's different from Splatoon. Um, so I think that variation adds to more of a PVP that. It, it's fun to play. Um, it runs better than it looked in a showcasing in terms mm. of game trailer. I, I play the beta, um, but it, In terms of a live service game and what's catching my attention, like I don't see it I don't think it would have legs. I mean, when it comes to just that PvP genre, that type of live service games, you got like Fortnite and Apex, or even the finals that are just doing pretty well right now. It's just it it seems okay. I mean, but it's better than what you think it is. Yeah. So Hmm.
1: one thing one thing I will add, because uh, I'm on the PlayStation blog site and I feel like looking at other third parties like IGN or Kotaku, Um, I will say as someone who didn't watch like every single thing or watch it live, I will say for the of looking in as you know, Xbox Game Pass guy, I am highly impressed by this lineup. Highly impressed. They got they tap indie with Dave the Diver. Um, they got Kojima, they got Drell's, you know, buddy Kojima back and Sony, which we haven't seen in a while, with Death Shining 2, you know, that may or may not have um a director's cut um sony and capcom is back with dragon's dogma 2 um hell divers um i'm really impressed with that game because because that seems like more of a game pass. to be honest that seems more of a game pass game like just a cooperative mm-hmm. you know kill the horde. there's a campaign there's classes i'm like that ticks all the boxes of games i love on game pass the one thing also I add to joel you mentioned a little bit i know you sound like you're kind of like mixed about it or like not the biggest thing Um, I am jealous of Until Dawn because Until Dawn is like for me also looking a really fun, like, closest thing truly to a movie to a game. I know that's becoming more and more present with like Kojima and all these other type of immersive things coming out. But again, when you have like actual actresses like Kanan Patieri, I think it was like the main star of the last one and other things like that, and it's it's just it's really cool. It feels like because you know it's like decision based gameplay, so it's almost like what if it's like what if it's like what if tall tale tell sorry telltale games had like a ridiculous budget and we put real people in it i feel like you get like an until dawn sort of situation yeah so so i was happy that another one got announced because again again um there's games i can't play so there's definitely things like youtube of like every until dawn cutscene or like until dawn bad ending or something like that
0: that just looks so fun yeah i mean and i i guess the the for for certain people who have played the game on playstation 4 the weird thing is that it's 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 a remaster so it's not necessarily a sequel um but oh yeah but (laughs) but 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 i've never played it so it's brand new to me you know what i mean well i played a little bit of it i won't lie a little bit but i didn't play a whole bunch you know so like i'm excited to play it um on pc specifically um but yeah it's being remastered for ps5 and we're coming out on pc so um but it, it is a i mean it was a it, it reviewed very well Reviewed well very well and i think most people really enjoyed it the only thing is just that i don't think it was the longest game and it was at a full price when it came out so you know definitely a game that i'll probably get at a discounted price <laughs> that's
1: so. that's that's the life of this new 70 dollars price
0: point exactly so I want to make sure we have time for Suicide Squad because, um, you know, that's the kind of the talk of the town. But before we do, let's review the old fantasy card here. We just started our our our, uh, our video game fantasy draw, our fantasy league uh, for this year. And man, right off to the races. I mean, I'm already swearing and shit <laughs> because watching, watching Death Stranding too. I'm like, man, the game looks great. Man, there's a lot of a lot of stuff here. It's coming out in the fall, right? It's coming out in the fall, right? And then I just get that boom, 2025, and I'm like, no, you know. So like that already fucked me, and I already got counterpicked for it. So. Uh, i had to give church an extra five points there because he counterpicked that shit so i was like "Motherfucker!" <laughs> so i was super pissed about that and then obviously uh another game came out uh that someone else counterpicked and uh that'll be the next topic here we're going to lean into but good old suicide squad uh, came out and it looks like, based on Open Critic, it has been reviewing at a 60. Uh, so, with Arthur counterpicking that, he has 10 points in the bank right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'll name this later negative 10 points. It's got the five points from me. So, he's at a negative five starting off. Uh, I am at a cold fucking zero and I will be using my bid points, goddammit, <laughs> <laughs> to get something. Um, Y'all's thoughts as we transition into Suicide Squad. I guess I'll go with you, Church.
2: Yeah, I on th- mean on
1: the, on the card, on the fantasy card.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah,
2: yeah. Good pick on the Suicide Squad also. Um, hey,
1: you encouraged me, so I was just I, let the let the show.
0: It. it was, was like, a
2: come risk. On, you
0: know that you was a minute. good risk out there. I was you like, I was like, are you
1: sh- I was like, I are was like, sure, sh- sh- man. <laughs> there were, I got the receipts of that. I really was like, I oh, don't know, because even if Suicide Squad does minimally good and I counter pick it, I get negative points. I know. So, right. so Church was like, oh, he, he was like, nah, nah. He's like, it's not gonna be that bad, knowing even a seventy-one gets me negative. So he's like, it'll right. be a seventy-one, won't it? Won't yeah. it? So.
2: Thanks, you know, but, I mean, it was good. That was the strategy, right? Just seventy or seventy-one, and and it just it got below that. It got like <laughs> a sixty. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: That was that was some that was some ballsy uh ballsy decisions on there, Arthur. So kudos to you on that. Yeah keeps it fun
1: <laughs> it, it, well again i it was desperate decisions because again you guys had really solid picks and the only game i constantly 100 knew was not going to exist was Jarell's was jorrell's death stranding i'm mean, like kojima kojima is not known for being punctual and the man has like three games coming out uh you got death stranding two um or maybe two you got death stranding two, and then you got the xbox one that we saw at the, the, the showca- that's a showcase so i'm like no way church grabbed death Stranding, and i'm happy with
0: I should have known five. better. Yeah, he caught that bitch like an interception. Like <laughs> yeah. son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. now again, thankfully, now Church Lane is negative five. So negative more,
2: but yeah,
1: I'm I, as a guy as a guy that was definitely trailing the whole the whole way last time. I'm.
2: I think I'm zero. Right, I got like five for the counter pick. Right, so you're
1: a you're negative f- five.
2: Yeah, yeah, but plus five. the five because of the counter pick. Right. That Jarrell hat. So you got
1: five. Uh, you, so Death Stranding gave you negative ten, and then uh, sorry, Suicide Squad gave you negative ten, and then oh, you, uh, Death Jarrell, Stranding,
2: oh, Death okay, Stranding gave five. Death oh, Stranding so gave, Jarrell, you put in the points for that counter pick. I got you. Correct.
0: Correct. I got it. Okay, I yeah, of course. Um, so before I lateral it to you, Church, since you know you're the one who played the, the game full, you beat it. Um, Suicide Squad talk of the town. Very interesting week, though. It wasn't just a week of everyone hating the game. Some people really enjoyed it, and it was interesting to hear uh, various people's uh, uh, reviews on it. Specifically, Greg Miller, because he's such a DC fanboy. He loves Superman, yada yada. And it was interesting, uh, basically, him saying, you know, the the live service. The live service component, trying to combine that with the game itself, he doesn't believe that it works. Um, he, he, he believes that it kind of has an identity crisis. The game doesn't know what it wants to be, uh, which I thought was an interesting point. Um, and then he's seeing other people's uh, reviews uh, online. Uh, via YouTube. But again, I think some of it is a YouTube fuck syndrome, right? You have people that are going to say it's horrible to get like the views and stuff like they did for Starfield and we're like Starfield's a good game. Um <laughs> so I think there's people on both sides of the spectrum. Some people don't like it, some people played it and had a good time. So uh with that being said, uh I want to make sure I give you the floor. To kind of discuss your thoughts since you've talked you've you know, played Suicide Squad to, to its fullest. So he's um, beat,
1: the, yeah, beat it and it was in the end game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely I beat the main story, uh
2: the campaign, and now I'm in the end game doing the loop, getting the you know uh the grind for that gear is like the Bane gear set at this point. And there's different levels of that gear that you can get. Um so I have a lot of notes. Um, but my overall thoughts about going into this was like, I feel like the media was just like a little bit too harsh when it came to the game. I, I've seen the showcase. I've seen bad games. Like I, I like Dynasty Warriors games. Like I know like a five or four type of game, but it just felt like no one was giving this game a chance. It just seemed like people on, it wasn't, you know, the next Batman Arkham game. That was that single player experience, which were all fantastic games. So people were just ready to jump on it. Um, and I did see the Greg Miller thing, and I feel like he's being a little bit disingenuous because he's a big Marvel's Avengers game, right? He loved that game as well. And I played Marvel's Avengers, and Suicide Squad is better than Marvel's Avengers. And Greg Miller was, like, toting that flag, you know, for Marvel's Avengers for such a long time. Um, there is different ways that they approach the game, and I'll get into that a little bit later, i see seen Marvel's Avengers more of like a Destiny-style setup in terms of strikes and raids that you finally get a raid and the Wakanda thing. But um, Suicide Squad is not like that. So overall, let's talk about the story. Um, I enjoyed uh, the story of the game. It was very entertaining to me. I think the banter between the characters was spot on. People, The voice acting is really good between all four characters, Amanda Waller. Lex Luthor, I think the casting was great. The character models look fantastic. Um, and just the interactions were good. I know some people think it's cheesy and corny, but I, I was playing this game with some friends and we were just cracking up the jokes between Boomerang, uh, Harley Quinn, even the person I thought I would like the least, King Shock, became one of my favorites. Um, and then the story, it, I think it was good. Um, in terms of like um killing the justice league, you know. That is the story of the game. Um the downside about those moments, um a few of them don't feel very satisfying, right? Um I think the bosses of this game are lacking. It's kind of hard, right, to like the game focuses on crowds and then you get like a single enemy and it's just like not all those fights are engaging. There's two of those fights that I would say like, you know, could be done better. Um Now, I want to go into the ties to the Arkham universe. This game ties directly into the Arkham universe. Does it hurt the game that it does? No, but it doesn't make it any better. Did it need to? I don't think so. Um, It doesn't tie into the game or just brings this cool moment. They have cool Easter eggs, they have a whole museum of Batman. You could do the history of the first trilogy games, and it's cool to see. And you get some throwbacks. But it did it need to be necessary? No. But it doesn't hurt, nor does it benefit. It's like a net zero, in my opinion. Um, the one issue I have with it is, in terms of the characters, is the Harley Quinn. This is a minor thing. There is a continuity issue. The Harley Quinn that we have in the game is basically the Harley Quinn from the HBO Max show. The new Harley Quinn that you see in the DC. She breaks up with the Joker, hates the Joker... And from what I can remember of the Arkham series games, she never gets to that point with the Joker. Matter of fact, Joker dies in Arkham City, spoilers, and then she's trying to revenge him in Arkham Knight. So the Holly that we see, who is acting fantastic and it works with the character dynamic, it, it just doesn't make sense. Because she'll make some jokes about her ex and how much he hates them. Like, no, you 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 love this man, right? <laughs> And you don't see anything in the next five years, right? So there is a continuity issue with that character. But she works great with the squad dynamic. Um, And speaking of the squad dynamic, dude, it, it's so fun to play with friends with the squad as you're killing enemies because the banter between the characters are good. Even to a point where I'm just maybe killing somebody else's kill, the characters will comment on that. Like I'm playing Boomerang, and then Harley Quinn be like, fuck off, boomerang, you know, you're killing my kills. Like, the game will recognize those moments. Or if your buddy dies, the other character will call him an idiot. So the game will shit talk for you. And it has that very cool suicide uh, dynamic that you have. Let's go into the gameplay a little bit. Um, so the main menu of the game is pretty cool. It's kind of easy to get to a party. You just kind of link up the guy. It looks very well. Much better than Elden Ring in terms of trying to do cooperative play. Um, and the squad interaction is cool. Um, you, can, you can have all four King Sharks or four Boomerangs you want to, but you get a warning, like the story is meant to um, be played with those four characters because they're in the cutscenes. So this is better than Marvel's Avengers already where you couldn't have two Hawks. They had to add that feature into it already. So it's pretty cool. You can play as you want, have who you want in the game, uh, and it just walks. And the story progression carries. If I complete a mission... It walk it saves to your fire and it goes to your uh, your cat. Uh, when you go back to your own game, you can, you know have the same progression system as well. And the gameplay, it is fun. It's, I mean, the game itself is a looter shooter, right? So it's all about getting verticality and shooting at your enemies and moving around constantly to get that and. At first, when you're learning the traversal, it just like the gameplay is not that engaging. But once you spend hours into the game, you can move around like freely and you just get into this like fast paced rhythm to build up a combo to do more damage. And that's when it becomes very rewarding towards like the end of the game where it's like, dang, there's a lot of enemies. I'm very powerful and now I can do combos. I'm jumping from buildings. It's just a lot of fun i seen some online commentary of like, I don't like fighting on top of rooftops. I, I, don't, I don't understand that issue. I mean, Spider-Man, all you do is fight on top of rooftops the entire game and people rave about it. Metropolis as a setting looks great. I think it has a lot of good detail from the streets to the city. I think the environment is really good. Um, I don't think this is an ugly looking game at all. And what I like about the environment too is that as you progress through the story, it changes. Like if a building gets destroyed, or there's like an alien spaceship, it stays in the level. So the environment, you know, it changes and it's permanent. And even in the end game, when you do just regular missions, you may do a mission where something pops up and it will change that zone forever. So it's kind of like a living and breathing world where I can see in future DLCs like something can happen to Metropolis again. Um, the Gill. The Gill was kind of non-existent. Like you can Really get like the basic stuff in the campaign, and it just, you can carry you through the entire game. It's not really until you get into the end game where you find like gear that you want. Um, and then the guild system is not really explained to you, but once you figure out what you're supposed to do, it's very simple. It's You go to Penguin to craft something, Penguin can re-roll it, and you basically, that's your base. You re-roll it until you feel like you have a good foundation. And you go to somebody called the Tour Maker where he just min-maxes your gear, and that's the loop. Um, an author, of course, talked about currencies in the game. There's like seven to eight different currencies in the game, and I don't know why they're there. Because anything you do in terms of crafting, modding, it touches every currency. There is not like a moment in the game, even in the end game, where I need to grind a certain currency so I can modify something. No, I just do missions, I get currency all the different variants of currency from the missions. And I, ca- I haven't had an issue where I need, oh, I need the purple currency or the blue currency. It's there. I don't know why, but it's very streamlined. Well, anything you do touches all the currency. It hasn't been an issue to me whatsoever. I'm not even choosing like my daily missions based off that whatsoever. It, it's it's kind of weird that it had so much. maybe they streamlined it and we walked it to be more user-friendly. It just, I feel like they could get rid of it at some point. It, it's not like a factor like it is in Destiny or something. It's it's kind of weird. Um, multiplayer is pretty fun. It's easy to play with friends. The difficulties go up. I'm like, you know, I, I played the game in the hardest setting, and then I got to Invasion Level 4 for people who play the game that are listening, and then I'm just kind of going through it. Um, had very minor bugs or glitches. So I would say the entire campaign, no bugs or glitches I had whatsoever. Um, and the game run at like a smooth 60 for me the entire time. It's actually very impressed with the performance. But when I get into the end game, there's some times where I'm doing like, okay, what's queued for this mission? And the game won't let me hit X. At that point, you just exit the session, get another invite, load back up, and then go back to the mission. That takes 30 seconds. It's not game breaking. I could see a bit of annoyance, and that's maybe happened to me two or three times thus far when you get into the end game there's there's so many enemies on screen the frame rates do dip a little bit because there's constant explosions of like 50 enemies on screens um but then you kill some and then it goes back to normal um so i'm i'm very you know surprised about how polished it is I i can't really think of any other open world game where you can be on top of a rooftop fighting 40 enemies and seeing the entire city at the same time and it runs that smooth i I don't think there's an open world game that does that at all. Even when I think about an Assassin's Creed game, like you have sections of a town, but it doesn't have the fidelity or the, the detailed in it. So I think there is an accomplishment there that Rocksteady actually has from a technical perspective when you were kind of playing it. Um, and then I don't know where to talk about it in terms of the store. Um, the microtransactions, I don't know. There is a store in the game. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, and you guys can give me your feedback. Um, the prices rank, range from anywhere from $5, $10 to $24. So you can buy a costume and there's different tiers of the costumes. You have your standard, deluxe, and legendary. So basically, as you go up, you lock more color variants um, from the deluxe or the legendary for like a costume bundle. And It's like, damn, that's kind of shitty. You know, you can't get everything. The flip side to that is you can get a new costume in the game for $10, but you just won't have every color for that new costume. So it's cheaper to get something new as opposed to Fortnite where you have to pay $25 or like an Overwatch, but you just don't get anything. And I I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's maybe cheaper on your pockets. Um, And the skins and the color variations that you have in the game are fantastic. I've actually liked the customization that you can have for each character. There's a lot of detail because the color variations is not just red and blue. They actually change like the stitching or the graphic on the the you know the jacket that you have too. So it's it's very detailed. Okay. Um, and so I'm just tying it up. I know I'm talking a lot, but I had a lot of thoughts on this too is the end game. The end game is when the loot becomes really good. I mean, getting the end game loot, the Bane on the notorious villain level stuff is kind of really dope. Um, You feel super powerful and it changes the way the game plays. Well, Bane is all about poisoning enemies, killing them and picking up a buff on the ground that can do more damage. So you're constantly like going up high, sliding on the ground, throwing grenades to do max damage and just becomes very rewarding. I've actually got a couple of guard rolls already, which are easily identified in the game. They're just called master. They're just give you an item like, hey, here's the master version of something you have. And you don't have to worry about whether or not you can get a higher stats. Um, so it's friendly there. Um, at, so in terms of its lasting power, it's very weird. The end game, you kind of kill, you do events to get currency to run these five missions, right? Not a lot of variety there right straight like can i will i do that for three months no it's just there's not a lot to do at that point is the loot reward fun yeah the loop is fun the loot's good but i feel like i've gotten a pretty good boomerang build that i have going on there it's just the end game it's like how many times can i do this i'm already doing missions at mastery level nine out of like 15 and raising the difficulty even higher you could do difficulty the mastery level Um, and that's fun so it's actually good that the DLC is coming back in March because like I think I'll be done with the game completely in another like two to three weeks and I'm and the only thing I can see for this game to actually have lasting power is if they release DLC every 30 to 45 days of new story content, new playable characters, new zones, and add some mission variations. The good idea is there's a couple of missions that are fun to play, but if they could just add more, like, objective stuff, I-, I think it can be better. It's not like a Destiny where you're running a strike or a raid all the time. It's it's raid-ish. I mean, it's more like a strike-ish, but you're kind of in the zone battering enemies. Um, and, that's- and so my overall thoughts is I think it's a good game. I think it's gets um i don't think it's a 60 out of 100 um i think it's like you know a solid 7.5 should you go run out and buy it no Uh, is it worth 70 dollars not to me i think there's other games to play right now um but i i think it gets a bad rap um but i I, I i'm enjoying myself it's it's pretty fun and once you get to the end game it just kind of opens up a little bit more but
0: yeah those are my thoughts I think the only question I have, and then I'll I'll let you go, Arthur, is I feel like, does it really feel like a Rocksteady game? Because it seems like all of these features that you mentioned in the game that seem really fun, it it seems like any other company could have worked on this and it would be just the same experience. I think maybe that's why... The expectations of a lot of these reviews, you know, some of them obviously, you know, maybe out of proportion as far as how they're reviewing it. But I feel like the experience of, you know, like people really, pe- people really pay attention to who's going to be the dev for it. And then when you have a game like this that's mixing this type of live service with kind of combating a story, but it seems like the live service is kind of oversitting it a bit and kind of like more of the priority versus the actual story then it becomes a question of okay well what is this really and i i think you know and maybe greg miller was a little contradictory compared to his thoughts on like the marvel avengers game but i do think there is a slight point to be made as far as like do we does it even feel like a rock steady title? Should someone else should have just had this and just made it a you know made it a looter shooter and just be a separate game in, in its entirety? You know, does it? Do you think this was something that should have been kind of separated or maybe incorporated in a different way? Because I, I feel like that's kind of it's That seems to be the biggest disappointment in my and from from what the the summarization is from a lot of people, where it's like. Why do we even need rocksteady for this? You know, so, it seems yeah, like someone ins- else should ins- do it. Insomnia, could have done it. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but then wait, is, is it an Insomniac game at that point? Is well,
1: this- Sunset, well, Sunset Overdrive. Like a we, lot of people are comparing the movement and a lot of people are comparing the movement gameplay to like Sunset Overdrive.
2: So and fun. Sunset Overdrive is a fun game, and I would say it's yeah. similar to Sunset Overdrive. I think the traversal aspect of the game is. You know, they were trying to figure out, like, well, Batman, you were able to move around the city so crazy, right? How do we do that with the Suicide Squad? So they came up with these ideas. Does it feel like a rock steady game? Yes. I I, I played a lot of these live service games, and it's not the never as polished as this game is. I mean, in terms of the care to detail, the 60 frames per second... Right, even I can't stress on the banter between the characters. Like they're aware well of the environment. Like if author's out there doing something stupid, my character boomerang. Right, he's gonna mention that he's doing something stupid. Like I, they're aware well of each other's presence and the player's input to it. So I think it's rock steady in terms of the detail, right, of h- how it comes. But it's not like a true successor. I mean, it is a looter shooter game, bro. It has it has loot and you are grinding for it. I haven't seen so much of the live service things come out because we're not even in season one. The battle pass is not even available at this point. We haven't even got to that point where we're grinding levels and what we need to do. Well, um, one,
1: one thing the card is sort cut you off because you say, you know, is it a true successor? Not really, but it's supposed to be. Sorry, that's one thing. I mean, this is supposed to be an Arkham successor.
2: This yeah, is literally an actual the, successor. To the universe, successor meaning—it's not
1: tied to. It's a sequel. No, it's a literal continuation of the story.
2: I mean, yeah, it's just tied to the universe. I think it's semantics, but what I'm saying, I'm saying it's not—it's not a single-player game experience, right? No, it's not like hey, it's this game, but just continue. Like same thing with what we talked about earlier, which Tenshi muyo right? Where you have the stealth-based combat, and then you go around and kill people, and that's what Sekiro is a little bit with a little bit of From Software formula with the style gameplay. But they decided to make a different genre, right? It's a, it's like a shooter. like like I said, earlier, you know, like does the ties to the Arkham universe like help like hurt it? No, does it help it? No, I mean it, it it's there, um. And am not upset with it? It's cool to see Arkham Justice League and Arkham Amanda Waller, and they have a cool presence, um. But I I really think it comes out to a net a net zero, um. So yeah, I think I don't, I think the rock steady polish is there the detailed, the love poured into it that you get from the Arkham Cities, from, like, the Riddler trophies to the DC Quarks and characters. It, it all, it's all there, but it's just packaged in this Ludo Shooter, right? It's not a single-player experience, and and if you don't like Ludo Shooters, like, this is not a game for you, but like I said, like, the loot doesn't, it's not even important until you get into the end game, and even then, it's, it's kind of very generous, like, I'm not having a hard time finding guard rules or figuring out the systems of how to mid max my character or what weapon I can play with. You can kind of go through the campaign with the weapons you get early on, just equipping the best, and then you just kind of move on. It's very Destiny-like um, in, in that way. So if you like Destiny, I, I think you can find similarities with it at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad game. I mean. Even like we were talking about Helldivers 2, that game comes out in two days and there's no reviews for that. But you don't see any of the media complaining about the, the developers of Helldivers 2 are trying to sell you a bad game. People got into a whore storm that Suicide Squad didn't give out codes for the game and mm-hmm. therefore it's shit. But Helldivers 2, but we all think it's going to be pretty good. comes out in two days and there's no reviews. But I, I think people are just upset because it's not, you know, a Batman Beyond, Arkham you know unite experience which i want to you know
0: i yeah i I mean i i I mean i i don't think we're i don't think we're all gonna i don't think we're all gonna agree on everything which is fine because that's just the beauty of conversation right i think and obviously i haven't played this with so much i can take in or i can contribute to right but i think for my personal take i would just rather them separate Like separate the live service from the game, just give me a single player experience and maybe have this be some type of multiplayer version, you know, but I think combining the two to me, uh, it's, it's not what I want from these from these amazing developers i don't want i don't want a bunch of developers that are going to just make combined looter shooter with what with what we've been accustomed to you know i mean i don't want to i i i wouldn't have not i I wouldn't have wanted an arkham city looter shooter or you know or, or an arkham knight looter shooter like Uh, Give me the experience that people are excited about, and that we know you know how to make it. If you want to make a separate mode that has something like this, great, but make it make it a multiplayer like a multiplayer aspect of it, but. I think that is just my take and that's just, it's just kind of like, you know, reading on the menu, like, no, I don't want, I don't want, you know, fish and chips. I just, <laughs> you know, I want this. So, like you said, if it's, if, you know, since this is what the, this is what the game is, you know, it's just really deciding whether you want to play that or not. Necessarily, it's making it a bad game. Um, but that's my take. Arthur, I know you didn't really get to say kind of your take yeah. on it.
1: So the one, so the one, so I've, before I say a few things I want, there's a, there's a questions that I have, I generally have, cause I haven't played it. Sure. So looter suitor, live service, destiny, that's a service, that's an area of a game. That's an, that's a genre. I've dipped my feet into heavily and walked away from, and, you know, potentially, you know, arguably, I'm not saying we'll come back, but I've stepped away from that, that like daily login sort of thing. So. Destiny, for example, was my first experience. It's like that type of looter shooter where you just have not looter shooter, that type of life service game where you just have to do like, keep it going, keep it going. And the thing about destiny was the campaign was rewarding. It didn't feel too short, but the end game was one of the worst end game gameplay loops I have ever experienced. Like the destiny one end game for me was literally, it was do like literally three missions dozens plural of times to be able to do one or two more missions that much more, more time the end game so the question i have that is it is it like destiny where it's that that repetitive or is it varied enough
2: um so it's it's repetitive with, without mm. um i i played a lot of destiny too i put been like 200 hours into that game mm. um i i think this game is more rewarding to me i i in terms of destiny, Destiny, the biggest thing I have with Destiny, is like I don't like the story. They didn't no, say played... sorry,
1: Destiny One. Like so my loop was Destiny One. I only play
2: Destiny Two. So no,
1: so, yeah, but again, just on my yeah, Destiny One so... I, didn't, I didn't play as well.
2: Correct. So Destiny Two is more variant in terms of in-game activities. I mean, for God's sakes, they have a PvP mode, right? They have the mode Gambit, and you can run yeah. strikes. And then you can do raids Um, like literally uh, suicide squad. Just giving you the facts have like five versions of in-game stuff where you can get Mm gill, which is basically um, kill waves of enemies, kill waves of enemies while protecting an object and then destroy five or six objects. Right. And destroying the five or six objects is by far the best uh, one to play because you you have something to do.
1: You Um, got to move around, experience the traversal. That looks fun.
2: So the traverse of the gameplay is fine, but doing this over and over again, it's like, yo, can this keep my attention? And it may not need to keep your attention, because like I said, the loot is very generous. Like, you can get what you're chasing in the next two to three hours. So it may not be a live service like Destiny 2 or Fortnite Mm -hmm. or Apex, where you have to log in weekly. It may be like, hey, I beat it. I got what I want. I'll come back in the next 30 days, continue the story, you know, do a weekend, and then I'm done especially if it's DLC. But if they don't have a regular cadence of uh, re- new DLC, variant missions, it's not going to have the lasting power. It's not going to stay. Like, I-, I feel like the live service of the, it's more of like just a, the live service is missing from the game. It's like, it's set up to have it, but it's not, it's not here. It's not, it's not here yet. Maybe it gets better in March. like, it's only really just the experience of the campaign don't even really worry about the loot you can have fun mm. at the end to get the bane set but you're waiting until march so the live service is not here yet so
1: so a lot of so a lot of people are complaining about the length of this game so this is a game that's 6 to 12 hours $7 at launch more to come there's a lot of people that are that that beat the game really quickly are stepping away from it either a primarily or b or just waiting until the next dlc season whatever with that, do you feel comparing it to Destiny 2, which was free at launch, all the expansions were paid for? Do you think there should have been a full price game at launch with how short it is, knowing that this game doesn't have even have its bulk until something else comes next?
2: Destiny two was not free at launch. They launched the free-to-play service back in like 2018.
1: Oh, was it was a later yeah, one? It was, okay. it
2: was a full price game. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do, do
1: you think do you think Destiny do you think Suicide Squad might eventually do that or should do that?
2: Um it depends i do I, th- I think my takeaway is like hey if you wanna if you like Luda shooters um i think rocksteady in this genre does it better than the garbage that you've seen it's better than mm-hmm. marvel's revengers i think it goes destiny 2 then it goes suicide squad right destiny mm-hmm. 2 has way more content than suicide squad right, right. if you don't like Luda shooters wait just don't spend the $70. It's, not, it's yeah. not worth it. Wait until it's on sale. Get the $30. Be the campaign. Have some fun. The DLC, you can always replay. They say the Battle Pass, you can buy anytime. You can keep as much as you want to. And the seasonal content, it never goes away. So there's a lot of friendly live service things, right, that it works for the consumer. But there is mm-hmm. no means by sh- people should rush to go out and buy it right now
1: no a lot of people shouldn't i don't think a lot of people should rush by right now so no. so archiverse being linked to archiverse i think is a negative number one i think they forgot that deadshot existed in other games i thought that was funny
2: because <laughs> just
1: the yeah yeah i did see that yeah. which by the way zombies to you church is multiverses to me spoiler uh yeah. <laughs> I, i'm i'm over multiverses i'm multi i'm over multiverse time traveling i know like well it's in the dc comics but again just the timing of it we've had it everywhere i'm multiverse out um, Boss fights and cutscenes And sort of story points Boss fights Again, I didn't have hands on this I just, you know, watch all the cutscenes Watch all the boss fights I, th- I think Suicide Squad right now Collectively as a game I think I think potentially has some of the worst boss fights in the Arkham th- th- series uh, for I think I still think Arkham City is the best I still remember the Doctor freeze um boss fight Arkham City where you have to attack them very differently every single time and I and this is
0: amazing and amazing these boss battle. fights
1: are nothing to me all, a lot all these boss fights don't hold anything to a candle to this sh- shoot shoot them wait to shoot them shoot them wait to shoot them shoot them shoot this wait to shoot them shoot them um spoiler um the game's called kill kill the suicide squad sorry kill it just like spoiler you kill it just like I think in terms of in terms of beats and checkpoints, I think these there's no there's no brevity. There's no moment. There's no like there's nothing serious to what happened. We've we have experienced to a point deaths in the Arkham series before, for example, in Arkham City. If they're when you're playing Catwoman, you can make a choice to walk out and the game sort of quote unquote ends or you can go back and help Batman, blah, blah, blah. And even then, even then, like that half fake out ending. You're like, oh f- shit! Again, spoiler. Oh shit! Batman, fucking Batman, dies. And even then, it was like in the background, like you only hear the audio. Whereas, like to a point, I call these when I saw these boss fights ending, I call them ass. I, I call them the asset ending because every single boss fight, the cutscene immediately after it isn't like this big dialogue. Isn't a scene. It's a body on the ground and them talking to you from the ground while standing over. Every single cutscene after the boss fights has that exact. Shot. There's no like kneeling, there's no someone's bleeding. It's your shooting, shooting, shooting. They know I'll cover that's fine. Every death's like that. And then and then the next cutscene, they're on the ground. talking there. There's nothing, there's no varying, there's no moment. It's like like a spoiler, you know, you know, so and so dies, superman dies, Batman dies. Great. Where are we going to next? There's no, there's no big moments that I saw compared to what we've seen from Rock City in other Arkham games. And that's, I don't know. And that the bot again, for gameplay, again, Poison Ivy, Dr. Freeze, Killer Croc and Arkham Asylum, uh, Scarecrow, Scarecrow in our, Ar- again, and also an Arkham Asylum. The, there was a lot of boss variety. Whereas this one, because I think they went to lose shooter or not lose shooter, at least like kind of that shooting thing. They're sort of tied down where, again, that's if I had to describe it, it's, you know, just pause, shoot, pause, shoot. And uh, so the other thing I didn't like, the other, the other thing I didn't like too. Um, for the live service, I mean, this is more standard to it. But I didn't like that. In an, again, in an Arkham game, that you couldn't just turn a division of story. So just, you know, the arc, rock Rocksteady is like known for RBGs and like RBGs, You're like, hey, here's side quest, side quest, side quest. But because of this in-game story currency aspect, you couldn't do story, 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 and just plot through a story. No, you could. had to do. You had to do other. No, no. You everything you can mainline the campaign the yeah. the t- the one person the person the person I watched most uh, when I was like wasn't watching most critical penguin he had t enough enough currency to do the last thing he had to go do some side missions this is really picky but it's noticeable there from the outside looking how do I phrase that
2: I mean I've never, this game, done, I've never done a main missions maybe it was in game content when you run those mm-hmm. last locations. You need mm. currency to run the location. So the loop is kill mm. enemies in the city to go to the another universe mm. to go get the gear. And that's the loop, right? But in yeah. the main campaign, you can go back to back with the campaign. That's not an issue. There's no wall mm. gates or levels that says you have to go do that. You can just ton of vision the entire thing.
1: Oh, OK, because I don't know if you missed something. But yeah, there was something we had to stop. But the other thing, too, when it comes to missions, I will say this is really worth noting really random. This game has like the most escort missions in a modern game I've seen in a long time. That was just really surprising. For a game that's known for traversal, stop and follow this car. But for some reason, every time there's a vehicle in this game, they're like, I'm going to put this in first gear and drive it 10 miles an hour. I get, that just I don't know. That was the thing I noticed watching it. It was like, there's a lot of
2: escort no. missions. I thought that was weird. No, not really. I mean, I, I think there's like six. Um, you do the first one in another universe, and then the other ones in the end game. You do it's based these these terraform implants, so you basically are escorting mm-hmm. a vehicle to the terraform in the sky so you can blow it up. And those missions, yeah, it's on the ground, but you really it's the same combat. It's just constantly yeah. moving. Uh, it's it's not, it's not really big of an issue. It's not like
1: yeah. What my question is again, because that was a big thing for me is it didn't feel like this was a rock written game with. Bam, a member that just league died. Quip. Well, uh, we gotta go over here now. That's it was like there was no pause. The you only know, I think the only quote unquote pause or like brevity was the Kevin Conroy tribute. But that, I thought that was the only thing that had that.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I mean the bosses, I think, are the weakest thing. There's a few bosses that are like terrible to play. They don't really explain the mechanics. Like the mechanics for the flash, it took a minute to to get. To understand what you're supposed to do and it, i think it's the weakest point of the game i mean there is a cool moment after green lantern um with uh king shark that happened yeah that was like, that was fun. that was cool the game has its moments but the bosses are are the weakest point i think the final boss in the game which is sport is like brainiac it's like this fucking on steroids of like hey here's everything we ever done in the game and they're just gonna throw it at you and it's an insane thing to encounter but it's uh it is the weakest point you know i think but yeah. go ahead
1: uh, i was gonna say and for me that was usually again that's usually the strong like for me stronger points of arkham like again like i still remember some of those like boss fights and it was just again unfortunate that like Rocksteady just has now again one of like you said one of the weakest things about it is there is there boss fights in this
2: yeah i mean i feel like there's some bosses in arkham that i think is weak I mean, when the last game I can play in Occam Knight, I think the Deathstroke boss was terrible. Um, I think How That I Handed was bad. The the pig face guy, too. Like, that's not a, bu- a fun boss fight. So, I, I don't know. In my mind, I feel like boss fights in Occam have never been the strongest when it comes to the side quest. But maybe I'm wrong. It's been a while since I played City. So after I, I
0: don't know man there's a lot of really good
2: boss
0: I mean, arkham <laughs> city man back. dude I,
1: arkham asylum and arkham city are ridiculous crazy boss fights there there mean? were
0: some annoying ones i'll give you that yeah but yeah. but the majority of as, as me remembering i was always the like the ones that are fire
1: so. the first time you fight a titan and you hop on top of it and had everybody but but yeah but when it comes to the story for me the story of hitting like oh no yes they, they died we're moving on guess what they'll be back in the multiverse cause yeah
2: i think that the story is set up to like hey it turns out this isn't the arkham that you are used to and everybody's co- you can see that i mean it, it sets up to battle you know it's a finite crisis as many versions of brainiac as you can um and then maybe you get introduced to like a justice league again that's from the universe we have i think it's set up to like you know redo everything just like um it's it's a multiverse story right you know i understand gonna stand why you have the problems with it it's like zombies to me yeah you know, I, I have a buddy who just hates you know you know time travel you know in general so um yeah man i mean i, I don't think there's anything if you don't like Ludo shooters i don't think this is a game for you i don't think this is you know genre defining and that this you need to go rush out to do it but i don't think it's a bad game at all i actually think it's very polished for the genre it's very user friendly in terms of the the gear loop um and we'll see if it has any lasting power we got we got to see the actual live service component of this game because if they don't deliver new areas new missions i just i don't see it lasting that long like there's not a lot of stuff to do at the end of it and that's fine cuz i feel like i have a whole experience but it
0: needs to bring more. So I definitely agree with that. And there's a lot of games on the table for this year that we're going to be playing. So I absolutely agree with that. Bring the content. We'll see what happens in the future. So, uh, again, I'd like to thank my brothers in arms here for the game of July podcast here each and every Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, discussing all things games. Thanks folks for again, being here on the show. Fuck both of you, because I have zero points. <laughs> hey, no, hey, Joel, you're in second cause you're in second, because you don't have negative. Techn- Great job. I'm, <laughs> I already got booted from, yeah, I got kicked in the nuts from Kojima, so. Oh, you're muted, Church. I'm sorry, what's up, Joe? Oh, I was just saying thanks for being on the pod, and I'm pissed that uh, Kojima kicked me in the nuts already.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, I mean... Your twenty twenty five, you know, fantastic credit card looks good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, like God damn it, already. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. All right, guys, thank you so much. We'll catch you guys next week.